Well, praise the Lord. I want to tell you, church, that Jesus is before me, behind me, and always beside me because we are surrounded by God. Praise Jesus. Good morning, and welcome to Spiritual Awareness with Pastor Davenport, a spirit-filled, Bible-believing, beacon and light broadcast, a non-denominational ministry serving the Lord Jesus Christ, both through Gospel of Faith Church as well as from the Spiritual Awareness Broadcasting Studios here in Fort Mojave, Arizona, a worldwide prayer ministry, and I'm telling you, it is warming up here in Fort Mojave. Hello, I'm Pastor Davenport, and thank you for tuning in today's broadcast. It is certainly warming up over here at Fort Mojave. Let's begin by clearing our mind and and preparing our spirit for today's uh, Holy Spirit to prepare us to open up and learn God's Word. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I praise you for this time that that our prayer partners and our prayer warriors all over the country and around the world can work together to pray fervently uh, for for the churches and, and, and salvation of the lost and that they would find Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And I'd like you to bless this broadcast, Lord, and the Gospel of Faith Church, that they truly would be that beacon of light and shine brightly so many would come to know the salvation that only you can bring through the Lord Jesus Christ. These things we pray in the name above all names. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. Praise Jesus. Well, I just praise the Lord this morning that you're with us and and that you would come to know this broadcast and and be a part of the prayer warriors that pray every day at 11 o'clock around the world. You know, someone recently asked me why I wanted to take away from the church. And and I just just need to, I feel the need, the the anointing of the Holy Spirit to kind of clarify that. If you just give me a, a, a few moments to, to make this statement today before we begin our study in the Word. You know, I did not, and I want to repeat that, I, I did not begin this broadcast to take away from any church, let alone Gospel of Faith Church, as per the vision of God. On the contrary, I have come to add to the churches as per my instructions from God. Through this worldwide spiritual awareness broadcast sermons, we as prayer partners and prayer warriors will be praying for the salvation of the lost souls of this world. Every day at our 11 o'clock prayer hour, along with now 67 other churches, God will be bringing those lost souls to the broadcast all around the world. And Jesus, yes, Praise God. Jesus will be getting them saved through the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And together, I said yes, I said together, through the strength of the anointing of the Spirit, we will be sending them out to good Bible-believing churches in their area to be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sins. You see, we will be working in conjunction, in conjunction with uh, churches of all denominations and together to bring strength back to the house of God once again. Amen and amen. Aren't you excited, church, to think that all these that are lost have come and been anointed by the uh, Holy Spirit 
and accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And then we encourage them to go out and find a Bible-believing church in their area to be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sin, and then join that church in their local area. Hallelujah. That's what we're all about here at Spiritual Awareness with Pastor Davenport. Praise Jesus. Well, praise God. I wanted to do, uh, I, I started this uh, three-part uh, series on Wednesday evening about prayer. I was going to do one on abundant life, but I kind of put that back on the back burner uh, for, for just a few weeks because I wanted to do this portion on prayer. Uh, the reason is, um, you know, Pastor Lynn is, has been opening with the Lord's Prayer and some folks, said they, they just wanted to understand what prayer was all about, especially those that have been uh, uh, have have come to the Lord on the broadcast and and have accepted Christ and are, they're going to be baptized uh, on the fifth of of uh, July over at the church and some of them have been writing in and saying I don't really I, I don't really know how to pray Pastor they said you know I'm I'm not sure uh, what the proper is, way is to prayer and, and and of course the Bible Jesus says here's how you pray uh, it's not really set in stone he, he was just given an example of the Lord's prayer. And so I did this, uh, I'm doing this three-part series on, on the Lord's Prayer and, and kind of basically how to pray. Uh, there's not a set on stone way to pray, but we can follow the Our Father, we call it the Lord's Prayer. Um, and so I wanted to do this, uh, th this sermon today on how to pray. But, you know, they had come to the Lord and they had said, you know, um, the disciples had said to him, how, how be it that, you know, we couldn't heal this child, or this person, uh, basically this lunatic. And Jesus said, because this kind comes only by, by fasting and prayer. And so today I, I wanted to do this sermon uh, prior to, and then of course we had Pentecostal Sunday and I, and I needed to do that sermon. And so I wanted to do this one, this, this I entitled fasting and prayer. You know, the gospel church, the gospel is, is a gospel of power. Say that a gospel of power. Amen. Uh, our gospel is a gospel of power. Jesus said, all power is given to me in heaven and in earth. And then he said to his disciples, I give you power. Say that with me. I give you power. And he gave all power to the church that he might have power over disease and over demon spirits and over death, hell, and the grave. Hallelujah. And that power over principalities and powers of darkness. And we have that power if we believe. You see, when you believe, the Bible says, unto them who believe, unto them gave he the power to become the sons and daughters of God. In the book of Acts, the Bible says, Acts chapter 1, verse 8, you shall receive power, say power, power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Now say that with me. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. We pray the Lord's Prayer. Um, each week, uh, Brother Lynn opens with the Lord's Prayer, and that's great. And in that prayer, it says, For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Jesus Christ 
you know, I wonder, do you know where Jesus Christ, where is he? He is seated at the right hand of the Father, you know, God. The Father with the power and great glory, the Bible says. So how's he coming back to this earth? The Bible says he's coming back in the clouds with power and great glory. Hallelujah. Now, the first time Jesus came, he came as the Lamb of God, slain from the foundations of the earth. The next time he's coming back as the Lion of the tribe of Judah. The first time he came, he was dragged before Pilate and Herod. The next time he comes back, Pilate and Herod and all the, the godless of the ages will be dragged before him. And every knee shall bow, the Bible says, and every tongue shall confess that he is the Lord of lords and the, and the Son of God to the glory of the Father. The first time he came, he was crucified as a thief. The next time he comes, he shall sit on the throne of David, and he shall rule forever and forever and forever. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The first time he came, he died at the age of 33. The next time he comes back, he shall rule on eternal kingdom and rule the nations with a rod of iron, the Bible says. And I'm going to be a part of that supernatural power-filled eternal kingdom of God in Jesus' name. Everybody shout amen. Right there in your living room, I want you to shout amen, hallelujah, hallelujah, praise God. We have the power, church. We have the power. The power is available to you through fasting and prayer. Glory to God. Can you shout amen? Listen to me, you're sitting in your living room or your car or in your kitchen. Nobody's going nobody's gonna to look at you. You can shout amen to the heavens above. God says in the Holy Scripture that the power can deliver you from disease, from drug addiction, from alcoholism, from depression, from bipolarism. It can break the spirit of heaviness that is upon your heart, and it can give peace and joy that suppresses all understanding. Power that can give you supernatural protection from harm and danger. How many of you would like to have that? Yes. Yes. Praise God, yes. Power that can give you a supernatural guidance for financial matters in your life, in your marriage, for your children, and from your grandchildren's lives. Praise Jesus. How many of you can see some of that? How many of you could use some of that? Be honest. Yes. Amen. Continuing. Power that brings peace from absolute confusion. Power that, that releases supernatural gifts in your life. Power that gives you divine revelation to know what to do when you don't know what to do. In these times of this coronavirus, my goodness, how many of you could use that from time to time, especially now in this time of uncertainty? with the unemployment higher than it's ever been in the history of the United States, how many could use that? How does that happen? How do you receive that kind of power, Pastor? It's, it's yours through prayer. Through prayer. Right now we're in prayer 101. It's right now. Learn to pray. Learn to pray. 
pray without ceasing. I want to show you a special story in the Word of God in Matthew. In the book of Matthew, chapter 17. Let me get over there. Might take me a second here. Uh, somehow I lost my bookmark. Matthew 17, starting in verse 14. And when they were come to the multitude, they came to a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic. And sore vexed from oft times he falleth into the fire and oft into the water. <coughs> and I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered, and he said, Excuse me, O faithfulness. Forgive me, I had to take a drink. And perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? <coughs> Bring him hither to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil. And he departed out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart. And they said, why could we not cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, Because your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto that mount, Remove, and hence yonder, and place. And it shall remove, and nothing, listen, listen to me, nothing shall be impossible unto you. Howbeit this kind goeth not out of prayer and fasting. What it says here is simple, my friend. It says that not always is it a medical issue. Not always is it psych psychology. Sometimes it's simply spiritual. It's what it is. It's through prayer and fasting. Here's a portrait of the modern day church. There is a desperate need of a father <clears throat> excuse me, has a son so possessed, so possessed, excuse me, that the demon spirits are throwing him into a fire, trying to burn him, and throwing him into the water, trying to drown him. And the father brought the boy to the disciples, and, and they were perplexed. They didn't know what to do. They were powerless to help this child. And then the father of the boy took his son and, and, and to Jesus, who delivered the boy instantly. And Jesus said to the disciples, this kind comes only out by fasting and prayer. Jesus is saying this to the churches today. There is a dimension in the supernatural where they reach the ultimate power of God in the supernatural realm. Only through fasting and prayer. And this is the picture of the modern day church that the church has lost. Remember I told you at the beginning of spiritual awareness broadcast uh, that God said there will be a time that he will send a spiritual awakening unto the churches of today. There are many great needs in today's churches. But there is either not enough power or not at all. 
The world is looking for a power of God to happen in today's churches. Why do you think the young people are turning to the occult? They're turning to, to the occult looking for power. And listen to me. The churches have the power through the Lord Jesus Christ. They have the power. And that's why at super uh, at spiritual awareness, we are turning. We are asking God for a modern day Pentecost, a day of Pentecost. That's what we're praying for. Another day of Pentecost when the Holy Ghost, the anointing of the Holy Spirit will release and be loose upon this world again. That the churches would find the power of prayer. To release the anointing of the Holy Ghost once again. We have it church. We have it pastors. We can make it manifest in the fasting and prayer. Let's pray it again. Father take you for this day. We thank you. And the privilege of bringing here in this world in 2020. Help us today to see in your word. The fasting and the prayer can transform our lives forever. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Fasting is about as exciting to most Christians as going to the dentist for a root canal or going to the IRS for an audit. People don't listen to that anymore. If you say IRS to listeners, you see you have a funny taste in your mouth, just like going, going to the dentist. You mention fasting to the average churchgoer in America and suddenly everyone turns pale. Their nostrils begin to flare. Their heads begin to shake. People begin to wring their hands with sweat until they begin to faint. What? You want us to miss a meal? Time for prayer? To obtain power from God? My gosh, that's like miss missing a trip to McDonald's. I'd rather put in an extra dollar or two this week's offering. That ought to satisfy God. You see, there are two reasons why fasting seems extreme. One, it's, it's crucifying King's stomach. <laughs> Say that with me. It's crucifying King's stomach. How many of you know that, that the stomach is, is, the, <laughs> is Lord of most Americans? I'm telling you. I'm telling you, that's the truth. And Satan knows it to be true. It's, it's, that's the way it is. Instantly, instantly we lost paradise of God through his stomach. If, if I don't have some of that, sometimes people say I'm going to die. I'm telling you, that's the way it is. We need, to, we need to get back to praying. We need to get back to praying. Look at it was after Israel, 400 years. The children of Israel, their belly ached. Their belly ached for 40 years. And that was, that, that's a perfect example. God gave them manna by day and he fed them with the, the most nutritious food and they could have possibly eaten. And they complained in Exodus chapter 16, verse 3. They said, <coughs> excuse me, would be that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt when we sat by the flesh pots and ate bread to the fullest. Listen to that. They were beaten down and held in bondage in Egypt for 400 years, and now they're romatizing about what the great life they had in Egypt under bondage and under the whip. Have you ever done that? 
romatizing the past until it, it no longer was real. And they were being fed with the Lord every day and, and they were not happy. And then in Numbers chapter 11, verse 4 and 5, oh, that we had meat to eat. We remember the fish that we had in Egypt, the red chili burrows, the coconut cream pie. <laughs> oh my goodness. The apple pie. Nag, nag, nag. Gripe, gripe, gripe. You follow them through the Old Testament and they, they belly ached all the way through. All the way. Psalm 78. David tells the story that God sent a strong wind that drove the fowls of the air by the millions. They pulled the feathers out and they had a delicious meal of meat. And the Bible says while they, while they ate the meat, they were still in their, in their mouths. God killed them. There's several legions you need to learn and number one don't don't ever <laughs> criticize what god has given you they never complained what has been placed on the table never nag never nag fourthly satan knows the fasting releases god's power and he does not want you to to discover how to become a powerful Christian. The devil does not want you to become a powerful Christian. He doesn't mind if you sing a little bit of amazing grace, how sweet the sound. He doesn't mind if you give, <coughs> excuse me, a dollar or two a week. He doesn't care about that. <coughs> excuse me. But if you ever learn to be a powerful Christian, Satan is in trouble. He no longer can control your life, you see. Look at the life of Jesus Christ in Matthew chapter 4, 3 and 4. Satan came to Jesus while he was fasting, and he said, If you truly are the Son of Man, command that these stones be turned to bread. Why? Jesus is in the wilderness fasting. And Satan is waiting for him to break the fast. He wants him to give in to the weakness of carnal man. The weakness of the carnal man. He knows. That if Jesus comes out of the wilderness at the end of the fast, he will be filled with the power of God. Go to the Luke chapter 4, verse 1. The Holy Spirit leads Jesus into the wilderness. And a few verses later in Luke chapter 4, verse 14, the Bible says that Jesus comes out of the wilderness full of the power of God. Hallelujah. What was he doing in the wilderness? He was fasting. He was gaining power. And immediately after he came out of the wilderness, he had a healing service. And the people come from three different nations where the supernaturally he healed such numbers that Jesus' fame spread throughout the region because he had supernatural power like this world had, has never seen before. How many of you would like to have that experience, that kind of power in your life? Well, it's available. It's available through fasting and prayer. Now, what is fasting? Fasting, listen to me. Fasting is not dieting in Jesus' name. Say that with me. Fasting is not dieting in Jesus' name. Fasting is doing without food at God's direction. Listen, at God's direction for spiritual purposes and spiritual power. Fasting is not something that, that fanatics do. Mention fasting and most New Testament believers think, well, that's just for only the super religious people. That's only for the, oh, you know, super spiritual. That's just not true. Jesus is our example. 
and he fasted for 40 days, and he fasted one day many times. I want you to know that Jesus now, in, in, in Yom Kippur, fasted the whole day as a nation to ask God to forgive their sins. And Jesus fasted 40 days. He's our example, and we are to do what he did. Jesus said, the works that I do, you shall do, and greater than this, you shall do. <coughs> Excuse me. All the disciples fasted. Paul fasted. Moses fasted for 40 days. Joshua fasted for 40 days. And they weren't even uh, charismatics. Daniel fasted for 21 days and one day many, many times. Elijah fasted for 40 days. I'm not telling you to fast for 40 days. If the entire nation of Israel fasted for three days and three nights for deliverance from the Old Testament uh, by the name of uh, Haman, Haraman, excuse me, how many of you know that, that story? How, how Haman plotted to destroy the Israelites? How many of you don't know the story? You need to read it. Very, you know, very briefly, it is this. There was a man in the Old Testament by the name of Haman. That put together a political uh, conspiracy to have all the Jewish people destroyed on a certain day. He got the king to write it down in the royal decree. And it called the law of the Medes and the Persians. Persian is now Iran. And so I want you to understand that, that the Jews, historically, are in the main in, in, in the nation. And if the man by the name of Haman can get the Jews murdered, then the Bible would not have never been written. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, would not have ever been born. And the redemption plan would have been aborted. And so he put down this diabatical plan together, and the king signed it. And on a certain day, all the Jews were meant to die. Now Mordecai, who had this beautiful relative named Esther, entreated her to go to the king. And when she went into the king... <coughs> Excuse me, all the Jews, they're, they're spraying the hayfields today, so I'm a little messed up in my throat. Um, all of the Jews in all of Persia fasted for three days and three nights that she would receive favor to the king. And when she went into the king, if the king did not raise his scepter, she would have her head cut off right then because no one, no one went to see the king unannounced or uninvited. And if you dared to do it, and the king did not raise his scepter, they took you out and they cut off your head uh, right off the right then and there. So no questions were asked when she went in because of fasting and prayer. Now the king received her. She was able to tell the king of the story of the plot to destroy, to, uh, to destroy her and all of the Jews in Persia. And so the king reversed his, de his decision, his law, in such a way that on that day, the Jews were able to defend themselves. And on the day, Haman was hung on the very gallows that he had prepared for the Jews. And Esther, listen to me, listen to the power of God. Esther became queen, her uncle became prime minister, and they were in control of the whole nation, simply because they were willing to fast and pray as a people. What I want you to see is this. These people turned the course of history. Now, you can read this in the Bible and in, in many of the books. By fasting and prayer, did you know that the 
the cause of history in the United States was turned because a nation fasted and prayed. During the Civil War, Abraham Lincoln went to the American people and he asked every Christian to fast and pray for the preservation of this nation. And from that moment on, the destiny of this nation turned around. And this great nation, this great union was preserved and it was credited by the fact that the American Christians fasted and prayed. That's in history. I want to tell you something. It's time that Christians all over America to begin fasting and praying for America once again. If you don't think so, look at what's going on in this country today. When we have to come to a place as a nation where we can tolerate Satanism and our schools, when we uh, teenage gangs ruling many of American neighborhoods now, when we allow sex and smut and, and, and filth to be aired on national television, it's time that we begin as American Christians to begin to fast and pray for this place again. When wealthy rock stars can buy their way out of jail, when we have been so devastated, with, with desensitized with murders and rape, when we are a nation allowed to, uh, a surgeon general to, to even consider the legalizing of drugs and condoms in kindergarten? Are you kidding me? For God's sakes, it's time for fasting and prayer in America again. Please, please begin to pray again. Prayer 101. Listen to this. It's only a three-part series. I want you to know it's time that we begin to pray and fast. On May 6th, we begin to fast and pray. We prayed and fast all day for a, a virus. And look where we are. We're just about to break through on a virus. Several viruses. I mean, it's virus. Several vaccines. Excuse me. Prayer and fasting is the normal part of the New Testament believers. Prayer and fasting. There are three messages. Three messages in the book of Matthew. The first one comes from Matthew 6, verse 2. When you give alms, not if you give alms, that's tithing. In Matthew 6, 5, when you pray, not if you pray. Matthew 6, 16, when you fast, not if you fast. There are three kinds of fasting in the Bible. There's the normal fast. That's doing without food for a spe specific purpose. The Pharisees fasted for recognition. They stood on the street, co uh, street corners with a long faces and sad eyes, hollowed hazes look. So people would say, oh, oh, he's, he's just so holy. And then their descendants are still around. Most Americans think that a, a balanced diet is a Big Mac in each hand. And the problem with three square meals a day is that they will make you very, very round, as I can attest to personally sometimes. But a normal fast and, and, and then an absolute fast, doing without food and water, that's not recommended. You need to hydrate when you fast. Paul had an absolute fast in Acts chapter 9, verse 9. He had just been knocked off his horse on, on the road to Damascus. And God said, Paul, it's time we had a father to son talk. Kawam! He dropped him and Paul said, yes, Lord. He did not say, huh. When God wants to talk to you, he's going to talk to you, no matter how fast you run. I can attest to that. When God called me to preach, I kept running until finally God kind of kawam me with a four by four. 
And God said, I want you to do, or he said, he told Paul, I want you to go to a street called Straight, where Brother Ananias will pray for you and you're going to receive your sight again. Otherwise, he would still be blind to this day. Paul said, Lord, I think I'll be going to the street called Straight. You got my attention. But it was absolutely a fast, probably because he was absolutely shocked over what had just happened to him. There's a normal fast, there's an absolute fast, and then there's a, a partial fast, doing without dessert. Hear, hear this, church. <coughs> a partial fast is not doing without food from midnight till 7 a.m. in the morning. Some people do a partial. They go to bed. They just don't eat all night until they get up the next morning. You say, oh, preacher, I just came off of a fast. To the glory of God, I fasted from midnight to daylight. Now that's a sacrifice. The three Hebrew children put themselves on a partial fast when they were in Babylonian uh, captivity. In Daniel chapter three, 10, verse 3, they said, I ate no, de no delicacies, no meat. No wine entered into my mouth. They released the king's rich food and wine, not to be obnoxious, but because of the food, it had been offered to the idols. And they asked for the normal staple diet of the Jewish community. And after 10 days of this beauty contest, they put the king's people up against the, the Hebrew boys. And the Bible says, in Daniel chapter 1, verse 15, that they were better in appearance. They were like a number 10, and they were healthier, and they ate the king's food. It's a medical fact. Rich foods will kill you. Say that with me. Rich foods will kill you. Trust me, I used to love um, chocolate eclairs and coconut cream pie. And now I've been on keto diet, and I'm down to 188 pounds. You can... It'll put you in a grave, man, and along with your teeth. See, the Bible says that John the Baptist was the world's first health food nut. You really, he ate locusts and wild honey. I want you to understand this. It's a medical fact. Fasting may not be fun, but it's very, very healthy. It purifies the body, it purifies the skin, it purifies your, your vital organs. It'll purify your digestive tract. It'll purify your mouth and, and your bad breath. Do you have bad breath? Then you go fast. Fasting is the spring cleansing for the physical body. Secondly, fasting brings spiritual power. Say that with me. Fasting brings spiritual power. Jesus, in Luke chapter 4, verse 1, was led into the wilderness. He fasted for 40 days, and he came out with such power that he shook the nations in one day. Let me tell you, the Bible, the better that you preach one sermon with power one day than to, to bore humanity for 40 years with a humdrum ministry. He shook nations with power from on high because he fasted and he prayed a lot. Thirdly, you can fast for protection. In the book of Ezra, Hezekiah fasted for protection from Sennacherib, and Ezra was carrying a, a large amount of gold and silver to the temple in Jerusalem. Along the route, there was uh, infested with, uh, with criminals and thieves. And it says that Ezra chapter 8, I proclaim the fast to seek from the Lord the straightaway and ourselves and our children and from the, from the uh, goods of it 
And you'll be able to, to gain a new spiritual understanding and, and, and a new knowledge and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. A fifth benefit is deliverance from evil spirits. In the text of the morning, the father had, uh, had a son who was being thrown by evil spirits into the fire and into the water, trying to terminate his life. And Jesus, the Bible says, supernaturally divided him or delivered him, excuse me, from the evil spirits. Now I want you to hear this. Deliverance is being is going to be through the ministry between now and the rapture of the church. Want to know why? Because we have a generation now listening to music that is laced with dynamic and satanic messages from hell. They're opening their minds and their bodies to a supernatural satanic spirit from hell. Moms and dads have adopted the attitude, oh, well, I can't change them. They're going to do what they're going to do when they want to do it. They're going to do what they're going to do because they've seen you do it. Listen to me, church. Hell is real. It is a place of torment, the Bible says. It is a place of wailing and weeping. It's a place of gnashing of teeth. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Hello. Fire is real. Whether you believe it or not. Hell's demons. That army is real. Hell's leader is a fallen angel named Lucifer. And he wants you. And he wants your children. He wants your grandchildren. He wants your soul. And in the year 2020, he has opened the gates of hell. And every degenerate, every zombie from hell now walks this earth. Seeking whom they might destroy. Who they might devour. They have come to rob Kill and destroy. And friend, you need to learn all you can while you can. Because soon, very soon, the greatest battle for humanity will begin. And if you don't know how to battle, you will be lost. And the only weapons you have is prayer. And the armor of God. People say two-hour services. Other churches sing a couple of hymns, have a 15-minute service, which happens to be sugar-coated, sugar and spice and everything nice, and then they go home, and they wait for another week. Listen to the Lord thy God, Revelations chapter 12, verse 7 through 12. I br you know, Brother Lynn went through the entire book of Revelations. We are engaged in, in spiritual warfare, and your very souls. And you need to know about fasting and prayer. Now I've gone quite a bit over on my, my sermon time. And I hope you'll listen to this entire message. The thing that will deliver you and your loved ones. Is the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit of God. Breaking out evil from, this, from, from around the world. Breaking out evil from Ashwork and the ranch. And I pray to God, let it happen. Let it happen, God, now. Release your Holy Ghost there at Gospel of Faith Church and let it go out from beyond and from beyond this broadcast around the world. 
Isaiah 58 in closing, verse 6 says, It is this not, is this not the fast that I chose for you to let the oppressed, oppressed means enslaved, to let the enslaved go free and to break every yoke of bondage. Isaiah says, You break every yoke of bondage through fasting and through prayer. Are you? And your children or a member of your family a slave to drugs or alcohol or mental issues, then fast and pray and let's break that bondage. Do you or someone who is bound by depression or fear or anxiety, <coughs> are they caught up? in resentment or jealousy or bitterness, unable to forgive, unable to forget their past, afraid of the future, fast and pray, and let's break that yoke of bondage. You can begin right now, right where you are, in your living room, your kitchen, wherever you are. Freedom, freedom, listen to me, freedom is in Christ Jesus. You could begin to live a joyous life with peace and tranquility of God in your heart. We can do that right now in Jesus' name. Don't you live as a captive of the devil. Don't you live in bondage. Live in the freedom and the peace and the tranquility and the power that God provides for you and for his own. Through the power and the fasting of prayer, let's give God praise. Bow your head with me right now, Father, in the name of Jesus. <coughs> Father, in the name of Jesus, as we come before your throne right now. Father, I just pray that you would reach out. Oh, hallelujah. Just reach out and touch them that are in bondage right now. We kneel before you. Oh, hallelujah. <coughs> we come before you, Lord God. In the shadow of thy mighty wings. Hallelujah. We come before you, Lord, to be set free in this prayer right now. If that's you, if I've just described you, I ask that you would just repeat this with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask your forgiveness for my sin. And today I accept you as my Lord and Savior. And I ask to be set free from those things that are troubling to me, those things that have kept me in bondage. I release myself to you, Lord God, and I accept you as Lord and Savior of my life, and I ask you to take over my life. Set me free. Bring me that peace and that tranquility that Pastor talks about. Release me in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I give you my heart. I give you my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. If you said that prayer right now and you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I welcome you to the family of God. Just say amen. In Jesus' now. Jesus now, hallelujah, is in charge of your life. 
and I welcome you to the family of God. If you said that prayer in earnest faithfulness, I ask you to email me at at spiritualawareness777.com. Hallelujah. Let me know the date that you accepted Jesus Christ and you listened to this broadcast. This Just praise Jesus. He set you free. He set you free. Change that life now. You know, just start a brand new life. You're, you, you just accepted Christ and your life is now whiter than snow. You don't have to go back to that old lifestyle. You, you've been set free, my friend. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can... You can email me at that email address, or you can write me, you know, just Pastor Davenport at Spiritual Awareness. It's P.O. Box 11042, Fort Mojave, Arizona, 86427, 86427 in Fort Mojave, Arizona. Love to hear from you. Write us, tell us how you like the broadcast. Now, until next time, may the Lord bless you, keep you, make his life to shine upon you. Listen, we will be at Gospel of Faith Church um, in Ash Fork, Arizona, on July 5th. July 5th, uh, that's Pentecost Sunday, uh, and this will probably, this won't air until June, but uh, check out your schedule, and if you want to be baptized, we will be there then, so... Uh, Lord bless you, keep you, and we will see you next time. God bless everyone.